123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this afternoon. Let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. This afternoon, we're chatting with Connor McCreary, who's one of the authors of this year's Hong Kong Young Readers Festival. Connor is a journalist and has worked in film and television and just basically an all-round creative. And he's behind the Kill Shakespeare series, and he's just launched the Young Adults Adventure series, which mark in 2020. And I'm really delighted to be joined by Connor this afternoon. And uh, do join us on Facebook if you can. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. Hi, Connor. It's great to see you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for uh, for getting me up early and getting me going with my day. It's uh, it's 6.30 here in Toronto, so I'm excited. I'm getting ready for breakfast. You're getting ready for dinner. <laughs> but we're hungry. We're hungry to talk some comics. Exactly. I'm so excited you've joined us today. And we were just saying it's a shame that you can't be with us in person. But here's next year. Now our audience can just get a flavor of what Connor McCreary is all about. So first of all, tell us a little bit more about your work. I, I want to start with the Kill Shakespeare series for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with that series. What is that about? Sure, sure. So Kill Shakespeare is kind of a, an action adventure story. Uh, imagine if something like Game of Thrones and Shakespeare had a passionate love affair. Kill Shakespeare is sort of the illegitimate babies that get left behind. We are, uh, it's an action adventure. It takes all of Shakespeare's characters, puts them in the same world, and then pits them against each other on this quest to end all tragedy by tracking down and either killing or saving, depending who you talk to, this evil wizard by the name of William Shakespeare. And so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. If you know your Shakespeare, amazing. There are tons of Easter eggs for you. But we also wrote it very specifically, myself and my co-creator, Anthony Delcall, uh, so that if you are new to Shakespeare, if you are, you know, in grade eight, grade nine, I just spoke to a bunch of grade nines yesterday, and you're just starting to figure out Shakespeare, or you, you didn't really read it or pay attention to it when it, when it was in class and you're older, you can very much enjoy this because it's an action adventure story. And as you read, the tricks and the tropes and the archetypes that these characters represent will be made clear to you. So we have a lot of people who read this and then say, whoa, I really enjoyed this. I actually picked up a Shakespearean play for the first time or the first time in 30 years, and I'm looking at it in a new way. So that's that's kind of, you know, but it's meant to just be fun. It's a lot of sword and sorcery fun. Were you a big, a big Shakespeare fan then? Sort of. I mean, I, I'm lucky. I'm like I was mentioning, I'm from Toronto and we have the Stratford Festival, which is considered, you know, the first or second best Shakespearean festival in North America. It's number one. Sorry, <laughs> Oregon. Um, and so as a kid, you get to go. And I think one of the key things about Shakespeare, so many of us encounter Shakespeare first on the page and it, it's, 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 it's tough sledding. I mean, this is li- literally almost a different language at this point, you know, the, the type of English Shakespeare used. And it's kind of like handing somebody the script for a movie, you know, Star Wars, Matrix, pick your favorite and being, you know, read the script and then kind of walking away being like, well, I don't understand why everybody wants to dress like Chewbacca. This didn't seem that good. (laughs) But when you see it, it comes alive. And so I got to see Shakespeare several times as a young man. And even though, again, a lot of it went over my head, when you see it and you see the passion and great actors do it, you realize just how magical and and you, you start to understand why Shakespeare has been the basis of so many literary tropes and story ideas that we have just reused and reimagined which is you know sort of and what we did with kill shakespeare maybe because we were too cocky to realize how risky this was is we didn't just reimagine one of his plays we reimagined his characters uh and we're just very grateful that the shakespearean community in general has been very like wow what a neat idea as opposed to you know get me to prison do you think it's also reignited a new wave of appreciation amongst, you know, young readers? Perhaps they wouldn't. I hope so. Yeah. 
I hope so. I mean, I really hope so. I mean, that it was it was one of our goals because we did both Anthony and I really did enjoy getting to see Shakespeare, and so yeah, it, you know, it's not the goal. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to tell the best story you can, but if one of the sidelines, and, and you know, we have heard from students is that hey, they read these comics and it got them excited, and then when they were reading Romeo and Juliet or Othello, they had a different way in, and so they were able to enjoy the story and not spend as much time trying to figure out the who's and what's. Then yeah, that's super satisfying. That's great. So what are you working on at the moment then, Connor? Well, you were mentioning earlier, I'm working on a new series called The Last Witch. Uh, it is sort of a, uh, it's a, it's kind of a dark fairy tale. If you like the Brothers Grimm or kind of 80s classics like The Secret of Nim or The Dark Crystal, it's in that vein. Um, it's one of those books. I, I have a seven-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son uh, and a newborn, but he doesn't count. For the wow, congratulations. Sorry, sorry, Pierce. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I read it to them and they love it. I have a lot of friends who I know who are reading it to their kids, but I also have a lot of, you know, I wrote it so that, you know, you'd be able to read it or give it to your 11 or 12 year old and they would dive in. But at the same token, if you're reading it, you're sort of like, Hey, let's read the last witch tonight. Cause I, I want it to be something that as an adult, if you like a fairy tale. And so it's about this 12 year old girl who has a strange birthmark, who's always been an outcast in her village, who one day decides she's going to prove how special she is by going deep in the woods and finding this crumbling old tower that's supposed to be there and bring back a piece, this witch's tower, to show how brave she is, except there's an actual witch in there. And that, and that also, that encounter reveals something about this strange mark on her shoulder, and that then catapults her into this much larger adventure where her, her grandmother, and her little brother, because everybody else she knows has been, has been killed, uh, have to go and stop this coven of witches from ending the world. Uh, so it's a, it's gonna be at least a two book series. Uh, there are plans, I haven't made plans for more, but we'll see. But the first five issues uh, are more or less out here in North America. And then the book, The Last Witch, will be available sometime in the summer. Um, and so that's something that you can get through local bookstores or Amazon or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's just meant to be, it's meant to be a little too scary for, uh, for a kid. So that you really, those are the tales I love, the ones where I, I didn't feel 100% safe reading them. And it's very much based in Celtic mythology. And uh, if, you, if you know Irish names, you can tell by my name. And if you can see me, maybe by this giant red beard, uh, that I've got some Irish background. And so I, ah. I really love those type of uh, fairy tales. How did that idea come to you? I mean, did it sort of, you know, you're walking down and it popped into your head or was it something sort of in the making for a while? It was a bit of a weird one. Uh, a friend of mine was running a charity journal and he asked me to submit something. And I told him, well, you know, I'm, I'm not an artist. I, I don't know if I'll be able to get one in such a short time to give you a comment. And he said, well, why don't you just write something? And I thought, huh, I mean, I, I guess I could write prose. I've never done that before. And so it started that it started as a short story, just that little first piece, but a young girl going into the woods and coming out very different. And then when I was asked to pitch some material to one of the publishers, Boom Entertainment, all I had was that little paragraph. And usually I have, you know, pages and pages, and I know everything about a story before I suggest to try to sell it. And this, I just had the paragraph and they said, that's the one we want that one. Give us more on Monday. And so I spent a weekend frantically trying to figure out what the more was. And yeah, it's been a pretty interesting writing experience as opposed to say, kill Shakespeare, where we had everything plotted out years before we actually started, you know, officially read the book. Yeah. Were you always sort of an avid reader? I mean, to be a great writer, you need to read a lot. Did you always enjoy reading when you were little? Yeah. No, for sure. I love reading. I, my mom was an English major. I, I love reading. Um, I read, you know, I read lots of fantasy adventure when I was a kid, lots of silly comic, comedic, comedic fantasy adventure. I like reading a little bit of nonfiction. Uh, I was, I like comics. I wasn't like crazy, crazy into comics where it was the only thing I'd read. Like my kids, it's graphic novels. That's what they're so excited yes. about. 
but I did love my comics. And then, yeah, as I, as I got older, I don't think I ever thought I was going to be a writer. I originally, I thought I was going to be an actor. And then I realized I didn't really have the temperament to be, I don't think I had the thick skin needed to, to go through that process. And then, yeah, I, I fell into journalism, which was, you know, storytelling of a fashion. Uh, and I'd sold a couple of ideas for TV and, and films, but they never got made. And then this Kill Shakespeare idea came and myself and Anthony Galcall decided, hey, we're going to take this really seriously. We're going to quit our jobs. We're going to raise a bunch of money so we can do this one way or the other. And it worked. And yeah, since then I've been gift, you know, fortunate enough to get to work on things like Assassin's Creed, uh, franchise or a regular show or adventure time. Uh, and so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, a love of reading definitely brought me to where I am. Yeah. Um, Connor, you're, you're an author, you're a writer and a parent as well. I wanted to talk to you about, you know, this notion of parents trying to get their children to read something that's more advanced. Uh, for example, I was talking to several authors and a lot of the times some parents here in Hong Kong don't want their children to read comics or graphic novels because they just want them to read thick books. Uh, what, what's your sort of, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, you know, as a parent myself, I mean, I, I'm guilty of bias because, I mean, I brought graphic novels to my kids because that's something, you know, so, I mean, here's my thought on it. I think, you know, you, the most important thing is, is a kid excited to read? It's kind of like, it's kind of like t- giving something, children something to eat, right? You, you give them lots of different foods and lots of research shows that as long as you give kids lots of different foods when they grow up, it doesn't really matter if they eat them then, when they get older, they're going to have a much broader palate and they will eat way more types of foods. Because than you're you... exposing them. Yes. Right. You know, and you, and you don't want to get into a fight about stuff. But yeah. So, but my argument for graphic novels being undersold is two things. First, it's a medium, right? And people think of comics as, oh, they're superhero comics. Well, no, it's a medium. Any type of story you want to see can be told in graphic novels. So as an adult, as a parent, if there's, if you want to sort of challenge your kids with more sophisticated reading, you can, you can look up and and very easy on Google, find books or, hey, I'll find me on Facebook. I'll answer these questions. Like, and find challenging pieces that will take kids into to different places and say, if you're worried, oh, are they just reading about two guys in tights punching each other in the face? But the other thing is comics engage the right and the left brain in a very unique way. It is, it is the analytical part of your brain that is trying to figure out the context of dialogue. And understanding what you know, understanding the words, understanding why people say things. By the way, only comic reading kids at the age of six know the word nemesis, right? Because they've read it in their comic book, and that's my nemesis, right? My little boy's like, "You're my nemesis," right? Like, so there is a there is there is a vocabulary thing that goes on here. But the visual element, the figuring out visual storytelling, is a very right brain thing, and figuring out the context, and figuring out when a page turns, or even on a page, why is there the juxtaposition of images? And as you get into more sophisticated comics you get into where they really do play with almost uh, expressionistic type of outlays. And so it, it can be, it can be immensely rewarding for you as a right and a left brain type of development. But yeah, I would definitely say if you've got kids, there are so many great graphic novels that are aimed at young readers that are challenging that in fact, really as a parent, your biggest question will be going through being like, Oh, is this too much too soon? This is talking about a kid's divorce. This is talking about bullying in a very real visceral way. That's the sort of stuff that's out there. Um, but quite beyond that, there are so many wonderful tales. And if you've got a young person who's reading comics, that is, that is great. You know what? And I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with saying, I love that you're reading comics, but I'd also like you to read this. But to try to take one out, A, I think you're kind of doing a disservice, but B, I mean, why get the fight? Why not, why not have both? Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Connor. And finally, before we let you go, what are your hobbies um, apart from writing and creating things? What do you do for fun? 
I clean a lot of diapers right now with a newborn. That's pretty entertaining. Um, I mean, we were locked here in Canada. We're we're in a we're in a pretty tight COVID situation, so there hasn't yeah, been a lot of hobbies lately. Uh, I love to get outdoors. I love to go hiking. Uh, I'm a sports nut, so I love to play sports. I love to watch sports. I'm in a far too intense fantasy baseball league. Um, I do love reading. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, you know, a big part of my hobby right now is getting to be a dad and playing with my kids and imagination games. But yeah, if, uh, if you, if pressed in my spare time, it's to get out there, it's to move, it's to catch a baseball, throw a football, skate on the ice. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I really love doing. Yeah. Well, Connor, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you today. Can you remind our listeners, have you got a website or can we find you on social media? For sure. Uh, we have a killshakespeare.com is a website, which I think we just finished rebuilding. Uh, on Facebook, you can find me as Connor McCreary, which is one N. Uh, I'm also on Twitter under that handle. On Instagram, it's the real Connor because uh, there's so many fake Connors out there. Uh, that's mostly pictures of my kids, but I mean, hey, they're very, very cute. Uh, but yeah, that's the best way to find me. But seriously, if there are people listening and, and that comic thing made them think, please do reach out to me. I, I would love to give recommendations to to get you and your children both excited about what they're reading. Yeah, well, Connor McCreary, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. And Connor is one of the authors of this year's Hong Kong Young Readers Festival. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And bye, Kill Shakespeare and The Last Witch.